Coming up on BYU Basketball with Mark Pope, the new look Cougars coming off a weekend win over UNLV with a big week of holiday hoops ahead. And we're breaking it all down live in Studio C as BYU Basketball with Mark Pope starts now. This is BYU Basketball with Mark Pope, presented by Siegfried and Jensen. And now, your host, the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. And for the first time in the 2019-20 BYU basketball season, welcome inside Studio C in the BYU Broadcasting Building on campus in Provo, Utah for BYU basketball with Mark Pope, our weekly look inside the Cougar basketball program. We've enjoyed putting our debut show together for you, and we hope you enjoy it with us over the next hour. We invite you to join the conversation as well by submitting questions for Coach Pope on Twitter. Just use the hashtag PopeShow. You can also get questions in on the BYU TV Sports Facebook and Instagram accounts. Coming up on tonight's debut edition, we recap the season to this point for the Cougs. We uh, include Saturday's win against UNLV. We go inside BYU hoops, looking back at the Cougars' run in the Maui Invitational. We preview this week's games with Nevada and Utah State. We go in-depth on Deep Blue with Alex Barcelo. We visit with our special in-studio guest, TJ Haas. We tip off tonight's show by saying hello to the head coach of the Cougars. Mark Pope. Coach Pope, good to see you. Thanks, brother. Great to see you. Good to have you back. And uh, what do you think of the set, first of all? The set is amazing. Okay, <laughs> I just came straight from uh, media press conference, our pregame press conference, and I've got to know those guys. And they're like, are you really going to go do this coaches show for an hour? They're, they know that I'm going to get myself fired. <laughs> That's what we do. They know that I, I am very unfiltered, and so <laughs> let's get it on, brother. Uh, we're going to get through at least one week, I hope, before that happens. Uh, we're already about a third of the way into the BYU basketball season, which gave us enough time to put together some good content for tonight's show and a time enough for BYU as well to uh, uh, pick up some nice wins. And, uh, well, first of all, you know, it's great to have you here doing the show, of course, and it is kind of crazy that so much has already happened, right, that we get to talk about. Yeah, I mean, what an what a unbelievable start to the season uh, in terms of just the schedule, right, the teams we got to play and watch these guys grow as a team and come together as a unit and, and, and probably exceed uh, anybody's expectations in terms of what they accomplished in the first nine games before we got Yoli back. And the team has grown so much, and we played great teams and, and, and you know, uh, long-lasting wins, so it was great. After only a short period of time, you've had some amazing highs already, though, haven't you? Yeah. Uh, you know, you, get, you, you go down this list of, of moments. Uh, for me personal, personally, just, uh, you know, the Cal State Fuller game, just to walk out on the court for the first, first time with this crew, with this unit together, uh, was pretty exciting, and the fact that we were able to win that game was nice. Uh, but then you have those marquee wins at Houston. It was such a huge game, and, and guys really accomplished something that people didn't think they could do. And then, you know, going to Maui and, and the two wins against Virginia Tech and UCLA were such marquee wins. And, and, um, and then we're going to, you know, we're going to keep going. This UNLV game we just had was huge, and, and we got huge games ahead of us. There's no, there's no time to breathe, uh, and that's what makes this season so fun. Let's, uh, let's get to just a few days ago in downtown Salt Lake City and that renewal of the old Mountain West Conference rivalry with the running Rebels of UNLV. Let's look back at the highlights from just over the weekend in uh, downtown Salt Lake. Highlights and stats presented by Intermountain Healthcare. There we are, Vivint Smart Home Arena. And uh, BYU's had some good success in that building, and it was a successful start uh, to the game for you guys, Coach. How, how big time is that pass by Yoli Childs to start the game? Like, his interest right now in just making a simple pass and making it really quick is destroying. There's another great pass head with Kobe Lee, of all people, sprinting down the floor to get to the left-handed layup. Um, just really, really impressed with how our guys have kind of grown into their transition offensive game. And right now where we have three and four guys that can actually push it off the bounce and pass head, 
and these guys are sharing the ball and transition so well. It's, it's, it's been really fun to watch, and hopefully it's, it's an area of the game where we can keep growing. We've made unbelievable strides to start the season. And this was the Connor Harding show portion of the highlights as Connor got going from deep in this one. You watch these shots. Look how he's owning every shot. Like, he's not going anywhere. He's holding his follow-through. He's not moving. He's owning every single shot. Uh, and it's part of the reason why he's shooting so well, you know, and he doesn't always shoot well. He didn't shoot well at Utah, but he owned every shot there, too. And as long as he keeps that as his marker, he's going to continue to be a, an extraordinary three-point shooter. I think he's at 48 percent right now, and he's shot the ball extraordinarily well. Yoli uh, came back off the cramps at Utah. We saw him throwing it down. And then uh, Alex Barcelo helps you get, get to halftime uh, with a real nice lead. Uh, second half, and uh, it was more than just Dalton Nixon, but Dalton had a huge game after halftime. Yeah, you know, you, you can't overstate the contributions of Dalton. Nixon's made and we talked about this a lot you know there's Jake Toulson in, in one of his very few isolation plays you talk about Dalton I mean what he's done in this first 11 games and then after nine games having an epic run and me going to him and saying hey Dalt I got to actually bring you out of the starting lineup as a senior I'm going to bring you off the bench and he's rewarding himself by two games into coming off the bench has his all-time uh, career high in point production and, and that's what happens when you are like him and you give everything you are to this game you don't hold it back any personal agendas great things happen and, and he's, he's in the middle of an unbelievable season right now we talked uh, post game as well about how this makes it uh, 14 straight wins for BYU on that particular we floor. We match. We do match. You should have told me Without about I, I would have worn the, the royal, royal shoes. shoes. Yeah. We're like twins. We didn't even what, email this. It was this. an we did not 80s the... movie, Twins? <laughs> yeah. I guess I'm Danny DeVito hey, in this case. I'd be all yeah, yeah. All right, sorry, keep going. We digress. <laughs> just going to say, no, but without an email, it's, it's black and royal. We got this thing figured out. Uh, the, the 14 straight wins in downtown Salt Lake on the Jazz home floor. What a run, right? Yeah, that is incredible. Now, you know, we only get credit for the little tail end of that, <laughs> but what, I assume it was just Coach Rose's whole tenure. I don't know if you ever lost in that building. Uh, that building's been really good to us, and it's a special place. I mean, if there's anything that unifies the state of Utah, it's the Utah Jazz, and, and for our guys to be able to go compete there once or twice a season, we get to do it back-to-back -back Saturdays, is so incredibly special, and, and it's an unbelievable organization, and the building is so great, and our guys love playing there. I want to go back to Saturday for one more thing here. Uh, the Saturday game was a bounce-back game, right? You'd, you'd had a tough midweek uh, uh, game on the hill. You had to come back and get it done a Saturday, and you guys did, and, and there was one guy perhaps more excited than any other about getting the bounce back win, and it was, uh, it was Alex Barcelo. This was him in the locker room right after. Alex just knows. He knows that they're videoing that, and he's just trying to show, show, show his... <laughs> the guns? Yeah, show his, show his muscles. Uh, listen, but that's we, who he is, though, isn't it? It is exactly who he is. Uh, he wants to fight and compete and battle, and he wants to do it with his guys. Um, and that's one of the beautiful things about our locker room right now is, is, is I do. I think we have a chance to grow into the best locker room in America. And that's, not, that's saying something significant. Mm -hmm. But these guys want to fight for each other. You have leaders like T.J. Hawes and Jake Toulson that both, I think, each had three field goal attempts at halftime in this game. And I hear them giving us speeches. They're walking out about, guys, we got to keep sharing the ball. Don't let it get sticky. And these are guys that are, you know, that have every region in the world to feel like, hey, we should be getting more shots in the half than that. But they just want to win. Alex Barcelo wants to win. Yoli Childs has come back. And, I mean, how generous and giving was he on the floor on Saturday? And so 
you know, the longer we can kind of keep that and build on that, we become a more and more and more dangerous team. It's pretty fun. Listening to T.J. Otzelberger, head coach of the Rebels, and his players after the game, they were speaking so much about basically chasing you guys around. It wasn't just that you're good shooters and they said that, but he said the ball movement was such that we were just kept trying to play catch-up all day. Yeah, and that, that started in tra- it started on the defensive end, first of all. And we were able to get into transition a lot in that game, and, and guys were so generous with, with, the, with the game. You know, uh, long-time head coach, San Antonio Spurs, uh, Greg Popovich, we actually call it the pop rule, and it's kind of his rule. And it's, it's a rule where you, you don't hold the, the ball for more than .5 seconds before you've made a decision. Now, that decision might be to rip it and drive. The decision might be to pass it on. It might be to shoot it. But our guys, we talk about the pop rule every day. And you, you have to be really mentally engaged in the game. So you can't watch an action on the weak side and then have the ball come into you and then see the play. As the actions happen on the weak side, you have to be kind of reading the rotation of the defense. So when the ball hits hands, you already have an idea of how you're going to attack. We did that really beautifully in transition in this game. And that's, something, that's a skill that you have to keep growing and honing and growing and honing. And if we can, it'll, it'll bode well for us on the offensive end of the floor. The big storyline over the last week or so is, of course, the, the return of Yoli Childs to your lineup. Uh, so he's two games in, right? In, in one of them, he has a huge scoring game, even with, even with an injury late. And then in the other, he has a double-double. Yeah. I mean, come on. He's, he's really talented. You have guys like Yoli, and you think, oh, this guy makes me look like a really smart coach. <laughs> uh, he's an extraordinary talent. And, and I've said this for the last six months, but even more so than being a talented player, he's one of the most extraordinary human beings that I've ever met who plays with integrity, and right now, you know, he came back here and turned down a lot to come back here because he is a growth mindset guy. He believes he can get better, and he wants to search every nook and cranny of his game to try and grow his game, not only to do something really special here, but to have a chance to, to go on and play for a long time, and he's certainly working in that direction. And his offensive game the last Two, two, two games has, has been like out of this world. It's, it's, it's just come really easy to him. He's been really smart, and he's made the simple play over and over and over again, and it's been extraordinary to watch. If there's an area or areas you and he wanted to see him get better in, what might they be already? Well, I love his versatility on the offensive end. He had a couple possessions uh, against UNLV where he pushed the ball in transition. We're hoping to see more and more and more of that. That makes us really, really hard to guard. Uh, he was incredible. Like his, his pop rule game, as we saw in the clips, was was pretty remarkable. I mean, he's seeing the game before it even comes. We didn't show some clips where he's getting double teamed in the post. And Passing out of he the, was making unbelievable yeah. reads out of the post. He didn't force anything. And that's why he ends the game with 13 assist opportunities, which is a, a remarkable number. And, and that type of growth on the offensive end is really spectacular. Uh, as the game went on, his ball screen defense got more and more aggressive, and he got more and more comfortable. And that's an area of the game where he's going to work. And you know, he was a little bit hit or miss in transition defense in the two games, and that's a place where he's going to grow because the game right now and the game certainly the next level lives in transition. And that's a, that's a place where he has a chance to become a master of the game, but he's got a lot of growing to do. So, so one of the things that's really crystal clear already about your team this year is you've got a bunch of really good shooters. And uh, BYU is already among uh, the most three-point reliant, and not just that, three-point proficient teams in the country. Yeah, and, and, and you know, Listen, making shots comes and goes always with every team. Um, but we don't really use making shots as the marker, although we're shooting 42% of the team from the three-point line. We use owning shots as the marker. And we use, there's two things we talk about every single day. We talk about not taking a hard shot, but working really hard to get a good shot. And we talk about owning every single shot. And our guys have been really generous with our staff in terms of embracing that. And 
you know, like I said, Connor Harding did not shoot the ball well against Utah. And he comes to, comes to UNLV and he goes 4-4-4 four, four, four to start the game. Well, you know what? He shot every single one of those shots. He owned every single one. And if you do that, then at the end of the day with talented shooters, you're going to make a lot of shots. And that's what our guys are doing right now. And 50% uh, or better from the arc in the last four games. And as we saw in the little graphic there, uh, double-digit threes in four straight games for the first time in BYU basketball history we're yeah. talking about. That's not easy to do. BYU has a history of being one of the great shooting teams in America. So these guys uh, should be really proud of that. But, again, you know, what we're going to watch is, you know, we might, you know, we, we, at some point, it, next game or 10 games from now or 15 games from now, we're not going to shoot the ball well. But what we're going to care about, what we're going to measure is, did we work hard to get shots and did we own every shot? That's what's going to keep us on the positive side of this discussion. More back to our postgame show on the radio Saturday. And you kind of hit on it a little earlier as we were talking about Dalton. But he has the career high. And as you know, it, it comes a couple games after his role changes, right? Yeah. I mean, it is, a, you know, I, am I allowed to say this? It's a gospel principle. I mean, it just is. It just is. And it is when you kind of give yourself to something bigger, right? And you kind of clear your mind of all the other agendas besides everything you can do to help your team win. You, you get paid back double and triple and, and quadruple fold. And Dalton has not been the only guy we've seen that happen with. T.J. Hawes has worked to make a little bit of transition in his game from the first five or six games until now. And, and he's reaped the benefits of trusting his team more and extending the play. And we kind of go down from person to person to person. Uh, you know, this, this Kobe Lee, who's been so fun to talk about, you know, he, he, he gave a lot of trust away to Coach Burgess and his staff and how he played. And he's actually seen his game grow in a way that I don't think he actually expected. And, and um, that's, that's what happens. You know, it's the hardest thing. This is a AAU-driven and, and me-driven, and let me get my number so I get a contract or so I get a scholarship offer, and, and all those things are distractions from what makes a team great. And as Dalton Nixon sets the example for our team that the more you give, actually in a roundabout way, the more you get paid back, uh, we become better and better. And what a great example. I mean, you know, he gives up his starting spot after an unbelievable nine games, and he gets even better. We showed our viewers Dalton's three-point number this year, which is at 48%. It was in the teens over the previous three seasons combined. You go back to his Horham High School days, though, and he was, he was a good this – yeah. is, this is not something out of nowhere. He'd been a good three-point shooter no, he's, a, he's a terrific shooter. He's just getting a little cocky right now. So in <laughs> practice now, he's shooting up and then closing his eyes and running back. I'm like, <laughs> Dalton. <laughs> Bro, let's hang in there on the shot. You know, he's, such a, he's such a great guy, and he's such a leader on the team. He's been, he's been fantastic. Well, we are one segment in, and you're still employed. This is good. Uh, we're going to take a break. Each week on the show, we're going into a few X's and O's and taking a closer look at a few plays from recent games. We do it with an assist from our own Jerem Jordan of Sports Nation fame. This week, Nick Robinson taking us inside the film room. Okay, Nick, let's roll it back to uh, Wednesday, BYU-Utah. Certainly a tough loss in overtime there, but uh, let's start with Yoli Child. So first game back, he's missed nine, and of course you wanted him to take a three, and of course the plan was to make the first three threes, right? Yeah, he was really excited about the opportunity to get back on the court, and uh, for it to be against Utah was really special for him. And, um, you know, he came out with a lot of confidence, as, as well as our, the rest of our guys, and we got off to a great start. Uh, you know, this first clip, uh, we see that we wanted to get good ball movements, right, throughout the night. Uh, we felt like we got that. Uh, want to take a look at Yoli in the post. They guarded it pretty well, right? Jake's been really good off of ball screens. And we run this back a little bit. You know, Yoli's been doing a, a good job of really trying to be on balance, 
right, with his catches, with his shots from the perimeter, and we see he gets that, and the first one went down for him, so. That was a wild performance, and he leaves the game, and things kind of change after that, but 29 in limited minutes was unbelievable. Yeah, well, I think he would attest to this as well, that, you know, the emphasis that, uh, you know, Coach Pope has had with all of our guys is to move the ball and find the right shot. You can watch the entire version of the film room on the BYU TV Sports YouTube channel. Your day-to-day Cougar Sports play-by-play. Watch BYU Sports Nation with Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan weekdays noon Eastern on BYU TV and BYU Radio. After the break, Inside BYU Hoops looks back on the Cougars' trip to Hawaii and we preview the big week of games against Mountain West foes Nevada and Utah State. This is BYU Basketball with Mark Pope. Basketball with Mark Pope is brought to you by Siegfried and Jensen, helping Utah families for over 25 years. The BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. And by Intermountain Healthcare, healing for life. No, this is not Baywatch. This is BYU Basketball with uh, Mark Pope. Uh, the Cougars hosting Nevada tomorrow night on ESPNU and BYU Radio. 9 Eastern, 6 Pacific. Uh, pre-game on the radio begins one hour before tip. Then Saturday, Cougars hosting Utah State. We say hosting will be in Salt Lake City at 8 Eastern, 5 Pacific. BYU TV and BYU Radio. And again, radio pregame begins one hour before tip. Well, uh, two weeks ago tonight... The BYU Cougars were getting ready to open play in the 2019 Maui Invitational. For Coach Pope's team, it was a great week and a great tourney as the Cougs got to the winner's bracket and took third place. Here now, we look back at a few days in paradise on this week's edition of Inside BYU Hoops. The travel experience to Hawaii was awesome. You know, we all got to fly first class on the, on the way over there. And then just being in Hawaii was a great experience with the guys. Being able to have the luau's with the other teams, like it was a great experience. The first thing I did when I got to Hawaii was uh, put all my stuff in the room and then head straight for the beach. When we all got together on the beach for a workout, it was super fun because uh, it's different being in the sand. Although it's like a lot more work and things, it was fun just being out there next to the water with the guys. We did some, uh, some plyo exercises, we did some sprints and uh, lots of like band resistance type exercises. Uh, and it was just fun to be out there on the sand and in the sun. In the Maui Invitational is like uh, you know perennial powerhouse every single year. Uh, it's a really close environment, really hot. Um, and you always have the best teams. Playing those teams that we did out in Maui was a real big confidence booster for us. We realized that we can stack up um, and even beat and compete with any team in America. It's a challenge, but it's also just a, an absolute blessing to be able to play and improve ourselves against the best competition. One of the biggest things that stood out in the games that we had in Hawaii was the physicality of teams like UCLA and Kansas. You know, we matched up with some, some real big dudes that we don't get to see often. Um, but I thought that we really battled and we fought um, and we were successful over there because we played together, we shared the ball. Uh, we got defensive stops and rebounds when it mattered, and so that was a good test for us, and um, it was really good for us to be able to see what we could do against really good competition. Coach, when you uh, see the video and, and hear the sound bites, see the pictures, what are your recollections of that to just a couple weeks ago? Well, it's, it's too much to take in. <laughs> I mean, it was... Uh, you know, it was such an unbelievable experience for our guys, and I'm so proud of the way they performed. And, um, you know, it, uh, 
you, you get a chance to go to that tournament, which is really the marquee MTE in all of college basketball, and, and to have, you know. You say MTE, it's a multi-team event, yeah, right? Yeah, so you get to play one of those a year, and, and uh, to go do it with all the history there and the great teams, the marquee teams, the top-ranked teams there, and for our guys to go compete at such a high level and do it together. For me, like, all those pictures are great, but it was, it was the basketball that was so extraordinary to me. It's what we live for, and our guys really stepped up and made unbelievable progress and accomplished great things there. You play to get to the winner's bracket. You did that on night one. Beat UCLA, really strong second-half surge. You get to the right side of the bracket. Then you want to finish it off the right way, and you did by beating a really good Virginia Tech team. That had yeah. beaten Michigan State earlier in the week. Yeah, we, it was fun because we're watching Michigan State play. Uh, we're on the bus, actually, going out to Salt Lake before our UNLV game, and uh, the night before, and we're watching Virginia Tech uh, beating down Duke for 33 minutes of that game. And uh, there are great teams out there and great coaches. For me personally, the chance to be there with Bill Self and Tom Izzo and Mike Young and every, you know, Tom Crean and every single one of these great coaches out there. And, uh, you know, they put us together for a lot of things and kind of just sit and listen to conversations to see if I can get a little smarter. That was a treat, too. And um, so, and, 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 you know, we're, we're so grateful for uh, generous donors and, 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 and BYU for allowing us to uh, travel out there in, in such good style. And that was a big part in us being able to compete well also. So on the last day of play over in Maui, you get the nightcap, you get the final game. And, and Cougar Nation kind of closed the building down, right? Yeah. So you guys beat Virginia Tech, a lot of celebrations, and then you say, well, why, why do I have to enjoy this with just my guys? Yeah. Let's bring out all the BYU fans out of the stands and uh, take a team picture here. Yeah, it's a little <laughs> dangerous, guys. We live dangerously around here. So, you know, normally they are incredibly protective of this court and nobody walks onto the court. So we had just finished the game and, and – uh, the thought went through my mind that this happens all the time, and usually it ends up badly, but in this case it didn't. Uh, I turned to all the, the BYU faithful that come up and like, you know, come down here and let's all take a picture together. So they rushed down on the floor, and, and all the security were kind of looking at each other, being like, I don't know if we can stop this many people. And uh, we got a chance to take some pictures. But, you know, we talk about this all the time. Right now, our players and our staff, we have an opportunity to be at a place that there is nowhere else that is like BYU in terms of the support that we get, in terms of wherever we go, there are people that like their heart and soul cares about BYU winning. And we also travel really well. And, and, and that's really important. That is, that is what BYU stands for. And, and for us to have a chance, like a little moment like that, to embrace everybody that traveled all the way to Hawaii and, and turned down three nights in a row at the beach to come watch us compete and cheer us on, I don't think you get that any other place. And, and so it was so fun to finish that tournament off great and, and uh, be able to share that moment with everybody that was there. It was awesome. We hope we get to do that a lot more. By the way, did you get your midnight beach swim in uh, after the game? That yeah, night? So, so, you know, these trips are uh, <laughs> it's fun for our guys. Our guys got like 30 minutes a day on the beach. That was it. And our staff got exactly zero minutes on the beach, and, and a lot of our families got to travel. So, you know, our, our families sacrifice a lot so we can do this. You're in Maui for five days, and you still haven't really seen your family, but for 15 minutes in the room, right? And, and so, we, thankfully, <laughs> we won that last game. And so, uh, 
my, my four daughter, my, all four of my daughters were there and my wife. And so uh, we, we went out late that night when we got back. And then my wife and I were up at 530 in the morning back out on the beach. And the girls came and joined us at 7. We squeezed a six-day Maui trip into like four hours. And it was everything we could have asked for. It was awesome. That's a great reward after that all. Well, let's uh, look at the week ahead now. We're back here on the mainland. Uh, two games this week and both against teams out of the Mountain West Conference. We'll start with uh, Nevada at the Marriott Center tomorrow night to Coach Pope Tuesday night. The Wolf Pack have a new leader of the pack, and he is Steve Alford. And his team is off to a 7-3 start. Yeah, and I think they've won seven in a row. Six five wins, in a row right Five now. in a row. Yeah. And, uh, they're on fire right now. You know, and They're averaging 99 points a game the last two games. Last two, yeah. And they scored 100 a few days ago at, at Air, Air Force. Force yeah. I mean, if you score 50 at Air Force, you feel like you had a major victory. They scored 100. <laughs> Their backcourt is so explosive. Uh, it, all three guys uh, in the backcourt, and they have a, a young man coming off the bench who's incredibly explosive, and their front line's physical and long, and this is going to be a great challenge for us. It's, it's been a great rivalry. The game last year was great at Nevada, and, and we hope to get some payback tomorrow. So, BYU-Nevada first up, and we go one game at a time here, but we'll sneak a peek at the weekend. Uh, Saturday, you're back at the Bibb Smart Home Arena in downtown Salt Lake City for the nightcap of the annual Beehive Classic. It's BYU and Utah State, a team that uh, got uh, the big guy, Namias Keta, back on the floor over the weekend. Yeah, and listen, you know, I, I, I appreciate great coaching. And what this Craig Smith has done at Utah State in the last year and a couple months is beyond extraordinary. It is incredible. I, I think I want to sneak up there and steal some of that magic <laughs> juice that he's got going because what that team done, has done is a, a really impressive, and they're playing great again, and they just got their, their center back. Yeah, I think he played 10 games the other night, and he'll play some more tomorrow against St. Catherine, and then and I'm sure be ready to go full speed against us. This is going to be a great game. And uh, Sam Merrill, one of those players that has a lot of uh, national juice for a, for a kid out of the state of Utah. Good for him. Yeah, what a star he is. Uh, Sam Merrill's been amazing. Uh, you know, I watched him as a prep. I was actually an assistant coach at BYU watching him. He committed to Utah State uh, really, really early. And so we had to watch all these games. We're like, that guy's already gone. <laughs> uh, but he's an unbelievable talent with an incredible IQ. And this, this, this uh, I think it's Justin Bean, this Jay Bean. Uh, this kid is just un- incredible, a walk-on that's become a legitimate 100% star. I think he's leading the country in double-doubles this year. So, And they have an unbelievable crew around them. It's a really talented team. It, it bodes well for the state of Utah. I mean, there's great basketball in this state right now. And hopefully by the time we play Saturday, we'll both be top 50 teams. And, and it's going to be a showdown. And it's uh, for you back-to-back-to-back Mountain West teams, right? You had Vegas on the weekend, you go Nevada, Utah State. Yep. And the Mountain West is really good this year, Uh, you know, starting with San Diego State, who is still undefeated, I think. They're one of eight teams in the country that are undefeated. And, uh, you know, we went up and played at Boise State, which is never easy. And uh, the Mountain West is really good. And and so we're we're lucky to be able to get these games and and have these home-and-homes. And and hopefully we can finish out this run against the Mountain West really well. Okay, big week ahead. Fans, Saturday reminder, I'll watch Paisley Johnson and the women's basketball team as the Cougs host former assistant coach Dan Nielsen and his Utah Valley Wolverines BYU TV at 4 Eastern and 1 Pacific time. After the break, we go inside the numbers and debut a brand new Deep Blue featuring Alex Barcelo. This is BYU Basketball with Mark Pope. BYU Basketball with Mark Pope is brought to you by Siegfried and Jensen, helping Utah families for over 25 years. And by Mountain America Credit Union, guiding you forward. 
Welcome back to BYU Basketball with Mark Pope presented by Siegfried and Jensen. Time to check in on our Cougars and the Pros, former BYU players getting paid to play stateside and overseas. Jimmer Fredette in Greece playing with Panathinaikos, averaging 14 a game and shooting the ball really, really well. Brandon Davies putting up almost 18 a game for Barcelona in Spain. Uh, Elijah Bryant shooting in the high 50s in Israel. And Kyle Collinsworth averaging 10 and 7 in the G League for the Salt Lake City Stars. Let us go now inside the numbers presented by Mountain America Credit Union here on BYU Basketball with Mark Pope. We're going to be talking uh, points per possession. Now, points per game, points per possession. Why is it a big number for you? And where, where have you seen this team improve in the last little while? Well, uh, I said we're about to lose everybody. Um, <laughs> but, but this analytical part of the game is really important because it's a great teacher. And so you're going to hear this all the time. You'll hear uh, offensive efficiency and defensive efficiency. And one of the great markers, that a general marker, is points per possession. So for anybody that's interested, which is like one person, uh, me. Uh, two. I'll uh, give you two right here. Yeah. Got, okay. A possession is defined as three things, okay? A possession is defined as when you take a shot. A possession is defined as when you turn the ball over. And a possession is defined when you earn a free throw. It's not an assist. It's not a deflection. It's no other play. It's just those three things. And so our points per possession offensively and defensively is a pretty good broad-range marker to tell you about how efficiently you're playing the game. And it also teaches you about your decision-making in the game in a thousand different ways. And that's kind of the general first marker. I'll brag about our team right now, uh, and this might surprise a lot of people. So we have eight players. So the marker is if you're at a one point per possession, you're probably in about the top 17 or 18 percent of players in America. If your team is at one point per possession, you're in the top like seven or eight percent of any team in America. We're a 1.011 as a team right now offensively, and I have eight players that are over one point per possession. Eight players. That's incredible. Especially when you think that the two main players that are not above a 1.0 possession are T.J. Haas and Jake Toulson. And that just speaks to our offensive efficiency. It's been one of the great weapons on our team, and, and uh, it's part of the reason why the guys are playing so well. All right, that is Inside the Numbers. Wake and, up. And you All you guys have started snoozing. You Please wake up. Way. All right, it is a weekly feature we introduced during the football season. We get to know BYU players on a more meaningful level with a more profound look at their lives. We call it Deep Blue. And today we get better acquainted with guard Alex Barcelo and his journey to Provo. Not everybody knows this, but Alex Barcelo is known as a really tough competitor on the court, but off the court, he's like the softest, nicest human being in the world. So thoughtful and caring. That's like the main thing, I guess, is just how caring he is about everybody around him. Zoe, on the other hand, she's tough now. They're a great couple. They really help each other, and it's been beautiful to get to know both of them. Growing up, my dad was pretty hard on me. He got pretty bad. His dad being his coach from such a young age and always being so involved with his basketball career. And as he got older, Alex kind of wanted to be his own player, but his dad was a little bit controlling sometimes in that aspect, so it did cause some problems. Alex had to look good every time he went out to play. Alex had to be uh, appearance-wise. He had to you know, look the part. And that's one of the things that we always tell you, but you're always being evaluated. So in side of some of that stuff, you know, there are some good that Alex has out of that. The problem was that the body can only be broken down so much. Alex did not talk to his dad since he went to U of A. Alex came from our high school, Corona, 
And, you know, he was an amazing player there and did so well. And then he expected the same thing at U of A. And when he got there and he realized that, you know, he wasn't playing as much as he thought he was going to be playing. And it did have, like, an effect on his confidence. I had some troubles that I went through just like everyone else does in life. And, uh, you know, I feel like God tested me and, and put me through those things to make me stronger and make me a better person and uh, to, to really know what I value in my life. My decision to, to come here was a blessing in disguise. It was just important that he went because it was such a good opportunity for him. And I just knew that he was going to get the opportunity he deserved here at BYU and be treated the way he deserves to be treated. We're so blessed to have him here at BYU. Missed the three. Zach, offensive rebound. Reset to Barcelo for three. He got it! A.B. for three! He was a latecomer. He entered the portal this summer. As soon as he did, we jumped on it, and recruiting him was not easy. Not everybody knows this, but... We recruited Alex really hard. We recruited Zoe, his girlfriend, even harder. He would uh, call me or FaceTime me and, and ask to talk to her before he wanted to talk to me. <laughs> I did go on Alex's official visit and just meeting Coach Pope, like you could just tell what a great guy he was and it was everything that Alex was looking for and needed. Coach Pope really genuinely cared about Alex and Alex just kept saying like, you could just tell he's a good guy and he talked to some of the other players and they were all just so happy and the dynamic on the team was just good and just very different from where he came from at U of A. She really helped us and he had a tough decision. He had great schools to, to think about and ultimately he chose BYU and I think he's really happy to be here. Alex thought that it was going to be harder, the transition from Arizona to BYU, just because of, you know, religious aspects and everything. But he did grow up very Catholic, so it wasn't as hard as he thought it was going to be. People were even telling him, like, you know, it is very strict there, and so he was kind of nervous. But when he came here, it wasn't that difficult at all. Guys that fit in here are guys that know three things. They know living up to a standard in some form or fashion. They have that in their personal life. They hold themselves accountable to a certain standard. We recruit guys that understand sacrifice, giving up of their own needs and desires for the well-being of the team and their teammates. And we recruit guys that understand that there's something bigger than themselves. And guys that fit in those three categories, whether they're Mormon or Muslim or Catholic or Protestant or agnostic, they fit in perfectly here at BYU. Down floor, Alex Barcelo, transition three. He got it! Every time he calls me after practice, he's so happy, which is something that I'm not used to. <laughs> Him coming from Arizona, he would come over and he would just be so upset about how practice went. But every day he'll call me and he's just so happy. And he's like, I killed in practice today. And I love playing with these guys. They're so awesome. And he's happy finally he really deserves that well we get a pretty good sense of uh of how fortunate alex feels to be part of the byu family and coach pope uh, the byu family's fortunate to have this guy man I, it scares me to think where we would be without him right now he's been such a hugely important part of this this puzzle 
uh, and he's been such a buoy to our backcourt. Uh, he's made such a difference for TJ and such a difference for Jake and helped us defensively so much, and all, that's all on the floor. But in terms of just his uh, characteristics as a human being and his insides and his integrity and his love for the guys on this team and for BYU and, and for this game, he's made an unbelievable difference, and, and we're so grateful to have him. And, and you know, Come on, this Zoe is unbelievable also. And, and you just watch them communicate with each other as they were going through this really, really tough time. And for both of them to think, hey, you know what? I'm going to go far away from home. I'm going to go far away from, from, from Zoe to come here because it's that much of the right fit for me. It just speaks a lot to the sacrifice they both want to make for, for him to be in the right place for him and, and to be able to pursue uh, his dreams on this court. And Fitz always going to be, well, it's the key. It's almost everything. I mean, it wasn't his choice out of high school, but now that he's here, what a great fit he is, right? Yeah, he's a, he's a big-time fit. I mean, he fits every part of this university. Like, he is exactly the prototypical guy that you want here. Um, uh, because he's respectful and 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 he's he, he like I said he loves this game and he he knows living up to a standard he knows sacrifice and he knows something bigger than himself and and uh, man I, I love having him and and uh, he makes practice fun and interesting every day and we saw a clip of him earlier after the game and how excited he is just to win and he is a he's one of the great representatives of this university that we have on this campus. All right, that is this week's deep blue. Good stuff. Let's head to break and did you know fans that you can have your groceries waiting to be picked up or better yet dropped off at your front door. It's all done online at smithsfoodanddrug.com or on their app on your phone. Download the Smiths app and save time shop online. Coming up, T.J. Hodge joining us in studio. T.J. Pope taking questions from Cooper Nation. This is v Basketball with Mark Pope. T.J. again. Again! Three-pointer left side. T.J. Haas will enter it off the backside of the hook, and he scores! He bounced it off of Jalen Cohn's backside. T.J. Haas against Grimes, final seconds falling away! Oh, off the bounce! BYU wins it! Alright, welcome back to BYU Basketball with Mark Pope. Well, this is true. This is a true thing. Every BYU basketball game over the last four seasons has started the same way with T.J. Haas in the starting lineup. And tonight he is our first guest of the season in his final season as a BYU Hoopster. Please say hello to T.J. Haas. T.J., good to see you again. Thank you. Good to see you. Let's start uh, with the most recent thing. First up, great win for the guys uh, Saturday against UNLV. How important was it to just play that well and that way when you're trying to bounce back? You know, it was huge for us, and you know, I think this this team, you know, we've we've had our challenges so far, um, but you know, I think when when hard things have come, we've really bounced back and really come together as a team, and you know, I, I think that showed Saturday, and uh, we played really everyone everyone contributed, everyone played really well together, and you know, those games are are the most fun to win when you know everyone everyone's playing together, everyone's having a lot of fun. We just got finished watching a, a, a produced feature about Alex Barcelo. We saw a lot with, uh, with Zoe, his girlfriend. Uh, significant others play a pretty large role in players' lives. Uh, let us know who you brought uh, here tonight. Today I brought my wife, Lauren. And... Hey, Lauren! <laughs> 
and she's carrying our son, our future son, that's coming in about two months. So we're very excited. All right. So uh, yeah, it'll, it'll be uh, it'll be a little your own kind of version of March Madness with a newborn, uh, right? Absolutely. Right? So you're expecting in February then? Is that right? Yeah, first okay. week of February. Yeah. So listen, TJ and Lauren are like the two most perfect human beings I know on this planet. <laughs> I'm not happy about this February childbirth, okay? This is just, this should have been choreographed a little bit better. So the in-season births, you kind of have to manage a little bit, right? I know. Hopefully, hopefully he comes when he's supposed to. And <laughs> we're, we're trying to get a there. waiver so Lauren can travel everywhere. So we'll just have the baby on the road. <laughs> on the road, man. yeah. That would be great. Yeah, be fantastic. Uh, how, are, how are you enjoying your senior season so far? It's been a blast, you know, I, I keep telling myself, you know, it's gone by so fast, you know, my whole time here at BYU, honestly, and so I'm really trying to just soak up every moment and you know, enjoy every practice, every time that I'm, I'm hanging out with the guys, because, uh, you know, these are memories that are going to last a lifetime, and so I'm, I'm really just trying to soak up every moment. Mark, when you got the job, how comforting was it to know that this would be one of the guys you could lean on in your first season? Man, are you kidding? Could there be a better <laughs> gift for a new coach than have T.J. Haas in here running the show? And from the first day that we talked, uh, he made it very clear that he's way smarter than I am. And he's just like, <laughs> Coach, just be quiet. I got this. <laughs> And look what he's done this season. I mean, this guy, he's the only I'm, – I'm not 100% sure. I think he's the only player in college basketball that's been on the top ten twice now, number two for hitting that game winner, and number nine for throwing it off UCLA's backside to get a layup. It's a huge <laughs> moment in the game. It's been an unbelievable joy. Uh, you know, I was actually here when TJ was coming on board, and, um, and so I got to know him then, and then – of course, he drilled us a couple of times when, when I was coaching down the street. And so the chance that I have to actually be on the other side and, and uh, coach him and learn from him and work with him is, and Lauren, who's the better half of the deal for sure, is, is really extraordinary. It's, a, it's an unbelievable gift. You know, I mentioned off the top that he started every game he's played here at BYU. Every game, from the minute he stepped on the floor, he's been at BYU, he's been the guy to start a game. Now it's 112 consecutive games starting. That's the third longest active streak in all of college basketball. First of all, does that streak resonate with you at all, Teach? Uh, I'm not really. I try not to think about it too much, you know, trying to win every game. And I'm, I'm, that's, that's my main focus is trying to win a game. What about with you, Coach? Uh, it, it does, but I know the secret to it. The secret to it is not only that Miss Lauren takes unbelievable care of him and keeps him in line, right? But he also has another partner in crime at the house that we had a conversation about this morning. Louis. Can we talk about Louie? We can talk about Louie. Can we give Louie a shout-out, TJ? <laughs> Absolutely we can. Louie's our cat. <laughs> but we love Louie. We've had him for about a year and a half, and... We take good care of him. We love him a lot. Okay, and so I'm totally calling you out right now. <laughs> what happened this morning? So as they prepare to bring this future great, great BYU basketball player, who hopefully we will have a chance to coach, mm -hmm. into the family, mm -hmm. there may be some concern about the energy level of Louis the Cat. So as responsible future parents, tell us what you've done. Yeah, so our, our cat, <clears throat> he's very energetic, full of energy all the time. And so we bought him, we bought him a little cat wheel. <laughs> we're, we're working on getting his energy out, so he is good with the baby. We're trying, to, we're trying to prepare for that. Hamster wheel for a cat. Larger version of a hamster wheel is what we're talking about. Yep, you got And it. is he down with this? Yeah, he loves it so far. Wow. He's been, he's been great on it so far.
Did not know that existed, by the way. We have got to get some B-roll film of, of, <laughs> of Louis running on, on the circle. <laughs> we might need to. You know, what I like this is what I like about Tej is that he's totally following the thing because when we perform poorly on the court, we run. Like we got to run suicides, we got to run ladders, we got to run everything. And so now he's adopted that raising Louis the cat. Louis misbehaves. He's Louis's going to right run. Right? Louis's got to run. Uh, <laughs> highlight of the season so far. We've already seen it, but uh, you know, Coach mentioned it. Number two on the uh, sports. Do you get tired of watching this, TJ? No. Yeah, not really. No, that, <laughs> that was one of the, the coolest experiences. Did you, did you know shooters bounce, shooters roll as soon as you hit it? I knew when it left my hands that I had given it enough that, you know, it had a chance to go in. And so once it hit the rim, I was like, come on, come on, come on. And to see it fall was just, you know, to experience that with everyone, especially on the road, that's, you know, that was, that was very exciting. Tyler had one that came close, as I recall. We were in KC. It wasn't quite buzzer beater, but he had a, a baseline jumper to beat, uh, to beat Texas mm-hmm. uh, one year. That Again, comes close, but wasn't quite buzzer beating. Yeah, that, yeah. Was, that was super fun. Okay, so that's one major highlight. And the second, uh, Coach already brought it up, and we kind of saw it earlier, too. Uh, we've seen a lot of your uh, chicanery beneath the basket with the wraparound fake passes and whatnot. But was this always – how long have you been planning this one? Uh, you know, it's not very often that a defender completely turns their back on you. And so, you know, right when the ref handed me the ball, I was, I was trying to run the play first, but he... Whatever. He, you <laughs> we called a 45 handoff punch, and he's like, Coach, I got this, man. And you did. You got it. I love it. Yeah, he never turned around. So I, I was nervous to throw it a little bit because I was nervous he was going to move right when I threw it, and it was just going to turn the ball over, but... Luckily, it went off his arm. Could you tell he was thinking out like it was about no, to happen or not? Like I said, he's way smarter. So I'm like, I'm like, wait, why is T's looking the wrong way? And then sure enough, <laughs> layup. And then, just, then he's so good because he just kind of like, he just plays it off cool. And then he just kind of takes a little peek over and be like, yep, I got it. <laughs> it's fantastic, actually. So when T's hit that shot at Houston, one of the fun things was is that there was, uh, the, there was a, a group of players' wives that all were together. And the reports from that were actually epic and historic, too. That was pretty fun. Anything you care to report on that one? I feel like I heard that they were just screaming for a very long time. <laughs> uh, you know, first commercial, second commercial, they were just they were going crazy. And they said it was just such a cool experience to, to watch that all together. That's awesome. So, uh, so uh, you got to correct me if I'm wrong, but I heard that somebody's wife who's a potentially delivering a baby relatively soon was on the couch jumping up and down. Is this true? Is this true? If I were true. (laughs) You are heating up from the arc lately. Um, Was it a matter of time for you, do you think? Your three-point shot's dropping at a really good rate right now. Yeah, you know, I I think I'm I'm just trying to stay confident. And, you know, sometimes sometimes it doesn't go in and, you know, you need to make adjustments, uh, you know, shooting better shots or, um, you know, just being confident with your shots and... I knew it was going to come. Uh, just continue to have that shooter's mentality and be confident. And it's not coming just for you either. I mean, you're on, you're on a great shooting team right now. So mm-hmm. many guys can get it done from deep, aren't they? Yeah, you know, this, this team, we're, 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 we have a lot of confidence. And, you know, I think, I think what's helping us, you know, shoot like we are right now is we're making, you know, simple plays. And guys are getting wide open shots. And um, we have a very unselfish team. Guys are making the extra pass. And... You know, we practice those shots every day. We shoot hundreds of those shots every day. And so um, when you get wide open shots like that, um, we're confident in shooting those. Well, uh, your time is winding down, uh, but I'm glad we got you back on uh, one more time here. Thanks for being with us tonight. Really appreciate it. And best of luck the rest of the way with the guys and with the baby and everything else. Thank you, TJ. Thank you. All right, that is TJ Haas. 
As we go to break, here's this week's trivia question presented by the BYU Store. Who holds the BYU career record for consecutive games started? A record we think TJ's going to break. The answer coming up after this break. All right, uh, trivia question and answer. Answer now. Who holds the BYU career record for consecutive games started? The answer here is Jeff Chapman, 122. What? And TJ's at 112. The great Jeff Chapman. Yeah. So uh, one of them. Jeff Chapman's got to be one of the most beloved guys that ever played here. Right. And he's one of the nicest dudes ever. And one of the purest shooters on the baseline you will ever, ever see. All right. Hey, our our broadcast schedule for the week. Uh, Nevada tomorrow night, Utah State on Saturday. You see the outlet there, ESPNU and BYU Radio tomorrow. And then uh, BYU TV and BYU Radio on Saturday from uh, downtown Salt Lake City. All right. uh, Time for some Q&A now on the Pope Show. And we've got live audience and social media questions queued up, ready to go. We start right here in Studio C. Cameron Hunsinger is at the mic. Hello, Cameron. How are we doing? Good. All right, so what is your favorite NBA player you ever played against? Ooh, man, that's really hard. Favorite NBA player I ever played against? Um, well, I got a ton of respect for Kevin Garnett. Uh, it, it was one of, my, one of my favorite experiences all time in my very short and unauspicious uh, NBA career. So it was the first time I ever started a game. I went to shoot around. George, I was playing with the Milwaukee Bucks. George lost his mind. And his shooting around, he's like, he came to me and said, Pope, you're starting today against Kevin Garnett. And so uh, we started the game. And Kevin um, was sleepwalking through the first half because he's like, I-, I can't believe that this dude is actually trying to guard me. And had some modicum of success. And then, uh, and then in the second, in the third, end of the third quarter, the beginning of the fourth quarter, Kevin started turning on. We got tangled up. He got teed up, uh, which was a great victory for me. And then, and then he went on to score, I think, eight straight points and win the game. There it is. Thanks, Cameron. Appreciate that was it. That. <laughs> uh, we got to be quick on this one. But uh, this next question from social media references something we saw and heard after the uh, Utah game last week. I thought the officials were amazing. That's probably the best crew that's ever set foot on the planet. And I'll tell you this. Uh, a really brave and courageous crew. I mean, that crew, I would take them every single game. They're amazing. Okay, so uh, we've got 50 seconds left here. At Figo10 on Twitter says, you spoke very highly of the referees after that game. Uh, how can you get them assigned to more BYU games? All right, this Jerem Jordan is directing this show. Where are you, Jordan? <laughs> show, show yourself. Uh, listen, it's a, it was a great veteran crew, and they've, they've been doing this for a long time, and it's, it's a really hard job. And, and uh, I'm, a, I'm a poorly uh, emotional uh, coach, and, and uh, we are all fighting with everything that we have. And so, um, you know, I would have I loved for calls to be more of the light of my liking, but we all would. Okay, that's show number one. Good Thanks, job. Brother. Appreciate okay, it. We'll do it again next week. For request seats for next week's show, go to byucougars.com slash Pope Show. We'll talk to you next Tuesday, 8 Eastern. For TJ Haas and Mark Pope, I'm Greg Rubel. This has been BYU Basketball with Mark Pope. Go Cougs!